Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Canadian Gamers, and guess what? By some act of God, Stephen is here. Hello everyone. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. So don't get used to him, don't get used to him, because I'm sure this is the only time he's ever going to be here. So today we're going to do something special. Uh, we're, we're actually recording this like way in advance. I think like what, two weeks in advance, something like that? Yeah, like 12 days in advance. So we're not going to do anything about news or stories or anything like that. I'm not even going to ask him what he's been playing because I don't care. Instead, we're going to do his gaming history. So this is going to be kind of interesting because it's actually on both of us. So the interviewer, that would be me, is got to be just as into this as the interviewee, which is Steven. So this is this is really going to be interesting. Most likely this will be a five-minute podcast because I'll ask like two questions and he'll be like, yes, no, maybe. <laughs> yeah, this will be a disaster. We did we did yours and those were pretty cool. We did a two-parter because you're extremely old. But I'm much younger than you, so this we should cover everything in one in one part and hopefully you'll actually ask some interesting questions because unlike you, I I, I don't tend to have discussions about a simple thing for like 35 hours so we'll see <laughs> we'll see how this goes but oh this is going to be epic okay so it's probably going to turn out to be you being the interviewee by the end of this but yeah. we'll see <laughs> so let's start at the very 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 beginning when the stork plunked you down in the snow in Hearst because that's apparently all that happens there i'm surprised you only have one sister because uh, <laughs> you should have a lot more kids, more siblings, I mean. Anyways, what was the very first, uh, I don't want to say console or system or anything like that, but what is your first gaming memory? Yeah, my first gaming memory is from my parents, and it's from uh, one of those uh, sheets of papers, I don't know how they call it in English, but they're basically for you to write letters on there. Like they have like these lines and these little squares and you can write in them. And we call that a feuilleté in French, but basically my parents used to have this piece of paper on the wall in my basement and they would post their Tetris high scores on it. And my mom and my dad would constantly chase uh, each other's high score. And that's really, really funny and Something I don't even know if my sister remembers because my parents, for some reason, stopped playing video games almost instantly after the NES. Like, even then, I remember my dad and my mom playing Tetris a lot and always, like, kind of uh, goofily chase, uh, teasing each other about who has the high score and whatnot. And I remember my dad actually beating Super Mario Brothers 2 and after that, I don't think, like, they ever played... Like, I know my mom used to play Zelda with me and stuff like that, but and even Dragon Warrior at one point, but for some reason right now, if I would talk to them about uh, those video games in general or anything, they probably would not know anything about anything. And they used to play that because when they bought... When I had an... They bought an NES, I'm not actually sure when they did, but I must have been, like, 
three years old so they definitely didn't buy it exclusively for me because at that time like i i could play super mario brothers and when i beat like uh, the first level the first boss like bowser i thought like that was the end of the game basically i could, I could not really do much 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 more than that so that's pretty much my earliest memories of my parents playing tetris and like playfully like trying to beat each other's high scores well you know what's interesting with that is um you should actually give them a call and and talk about that because you might be surprised <laughs> they might actually be like oh yes i remember that that was your mom damn it or your dad or whatever that's good i'm really be curious if they still had that piece of paper somewhere that'd be i doubt it but that'd be cool that would be cool. That'd be very cool. But you should. I'm not joking. You should actually give them a call and ask, like, why did they buy the NES? That was actually going to be my follow-up question was going to be where did they play the uh, the Tetris, but obviously on the NES. So from the time that you, like, remember, so from that time point, how old were you, would you say? Uh, I was not in school yet, so probably three Four, which is weird because I have memories of my sister and at that age she would be way too young for me to really remember like so it, it's weird it jumps all over the place because I have not I literally only have like four images in my head of me before the age of 10 and every year it seems that I forget stuff so I don't remember much for some reason but like yeah I I Anywhere between three and five would be okay. Where, where, where. So that okay, would be so eight, 1988, 1989, around that. Okay. So from the time that you remember, and, and people need to understand, like, Stephen lives up in the middle of, like, nowhere. So, uh, like, it's amazing that he's still alive. Um, what do you, what did you guys actually own? And it's okay if you jump around, it's fine. But like for the NES, so you, you mentioned Dragon Warrior, you mentioned Zelda, you mentioned Mario 1 and 2, uh, and you, metri- you mentioned Tetris. That's five games. Did you guys actually own those or was that like given, like lent from friends and stuff like that? Yeah, it, I, at the very beginning, this is all memory, so I could be completely false. But what I remember owning is, I know that when they got the system, I think it came with Ice Hockey and Zelda. Oh, wow. So I don't know when Tetris came around or, or if Tetris was always there. I, and we had the Mario Brothers Duck Hunt cartridges, but I, I believe we also had the Mario, we have the Mario Brothers, uh, standalone cart before that because I still have the box for that. So we had that, but I, I, I remember have one of those memories of my mom picking up the Mario Brothers Duck Hunt cartridges, a cartridge at a grocery store, which doesn't make sense for me, but... No, no, guess, that's that's I possible. Guess, yeah, I guess the grocery store here back then, which is, is not even there anymore, probably had like a lot more than just groceries. So, yeah, I, I, we had very few games at the beginning. I remember we had Ice Hockey, Zelda 1, and Mario, and then... Yeah, now that you think about it, I do remember when Mario 2 came out, which would have been, what, 88 or 89? Mario 2? Mario 2 was 88, I think. Okay, because I think we got pretty much the Mario games. I think we got it every year they came out. I think we got it for Christmas. And I think Mario 2 is the last time my my dad played. uh, Besides one other thing, 
when we'll talk about the SNES and the Super Scope, I remember he playing uh, Yoshi's Safari with me for some reason. Oh, but, wow. But uh, Super Mario Brothers 3, I don't think he ever played it. But I know we got at Christmas that one because I remember, well, I think I remember unboxing it at my grandparents for Christmas. But yeah, I think we only had those games. And uh, I basically pretty much played with the NES like until like the, until I, I was in high school until the 2000s and whatnot. So I kept uh, buying games at garage sales and whatnot later on. But that's that's pretty much the, the the library we had at the beginning. I know we did not have that much, but we played those games like uh, like crazy. Yeah, like crazy. <laughs> okay, so just to like help you out, okay. Um, while you were talking, I looked up a few things. So Tetris was released on the NES in 1989. So how old would you have been in 1989? Uh, well, I'm I'm born in '85, so I would have been either three or four. Yeah, depending on the month. Okay, so let's let's go with four. Okay, just to be safe. Makes sense. So that would mean that we probably got an NES in 1989 then, which would make sense because we never got stuff, uh, and I did not even know. Like I've told you many times, and during the uh, the uh, the regular episodes, like when the SNES came out, I had no clue that was even out. And when when I saw links, links. yeah, Link's Awakening at a friend's house. Like, I had no clue that went out. So I still thought the NES was uh, was new. So, yeah, it probably makes sense that we bought this in 89. My parents probably played Tetris somewhere and wanted and wanted to play that. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's kind of my, my thing. So, okay, so just to, like, recap quickly here. Which games do you recall owning for the NES? The, yeah, like Ice Hockey, Tetris, uh, Zelda 1... We got Zelda 2. I don't know if we got it pretty early or after, but those I remember as well as all the Mario Brothers and the Duck Hunt Mario Brothers uh, combo pack. So that's good, man. Seriously, that that's good. Um, what about with friends and stuff like that? Like, what was your experience with the NES in terms of, you know, borrowing games with friends or going to their house and playing? Do you have any, any interesting stories with that? Yeah, I know I... Uh, my mom had a, a friend who had a son and a daughter, and his son was about my age. And he always used to come at my place, and that wasn't necessarily when I, in 89, it was, it was more like in 93, 94, 95. And he would come to my place, and he always had this box full of NES carts. And basically, 99% of the games he had, I had never, uh, had never played before. So it was always... Awesome. So I remember like a game like, I don't know if you know this, you probably know Tiger Heli. That game, I eventually got it, but I played it first there. He also had this amazing uh, airplane game. It was basically like you you were playing like with um, real, it it looks like real airplanes, but they, they were different colors. And what I loved about that game was the first time I ever played with inverted controls because it was an airplane game, but to go up you had to press down and stuff like that just like a real airplane but that was on the nes and i have no memory of what the name of the game was but i remember loving and playing uh, the heck out of that game and almost beating it which was like amazing also some pinball games that were a lot of fun some four packs games uh contra was a big one contra i used to play at my cousin's 
and that one we had a blast. I eventually, I think, I picked up Contra the cart at a gar, uh, garage sale like in 1997 or 98 for like five bucks and played the heck out of that. Like I really adored Contra. It's one of my favorite video games of all times. And yeah, the, like tons of games. Uh, that that guy always had new games every time he seems to come around and he had a lot more than me. Uh, Mega Man 2. Mega Man 2 is another one. Like a friend brought to my place at one time and we played the heck out of that one. So... Yeah, like uh, that's that was the the experience I had back then was playing games at my friend's house, my cousin's house that I had no idea existed, and just like being amazed at those games. Uh, Excite Bike, another example. <laughs> uh, I played at one of my cousins in the basement. I was like, "What the hell is this? You can create your own course!" And and by that time, like probably <laughs> like the PlayStation One was probably out <laughs> some some. <laughs> At some, during some of those uh, memories, so it's like I, I was out of it, but man, I was having a having a blast. But that's okay. I mean, that's that's part of the uh, fun. And uh, I have to interrupt this interview to let you know uh, to people they'll get a kick out of this. But uh, just got an email from Pokemon saying they will be hosting a special Pokemon Direct on February twenty seventh, starting at six a.m. Pacific time, so nine a.m. for us tomorrow morning. Yeah, because it's Pokemon Day tomorrow. That's morning, right. So that makes sense. So expect Gen Eight to be announced tomorrow. That's morning. right. By you the time you so hear excited. this, it's not tomorrow morning. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I would uh, throw that in just for uh, just for. I'm making, sure we'll uh, mention Pokemon a few more times. Oh, I I'm pretty sure. So before I don't want to move on from NES, just because to me NES was such a such a special time. Did your sister play? By the way. Uh, yes, she did. Uh, she probably does not remember much, but I remember we played a lot of Contra back when I finally got it. And I, she used to play a bit of Mario with me and stuff like that. She wasn't into it as much. Uh, I remember we bought a game called Barbie at some point for her, and I probably played it more than she did. But <laughs> Well, that's no surprise. <laughs> I, I remember we. Uh, one of the memories I have is a game that actually... I mentioned as a blast from the past at one point in our Nintendo Fanboys podcast, and it was actually part of uh, James Rolfe Angry Video Game Nerd episode one, which I, I I believe it was Bugs Bunny's birthday anniversary blowout, something like that. We had that game, and we actually played the heck out of it, and we actually beat it together, and that's that was fantastic. Like we had a blast, and we didn't know that game wasn't very good, and I still to this day think that game was good, but. Who knows? But back then, even regular games like we could, you could have a blast with as a kid. And yeah, renting yeah. renting games was huge back then. Even in Hearst, like now, like well, pretty much everywhere you can't really rent games in, no more. But in Hearst, we 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 didn't have a place to rent games for like fifteen and twenty years. Now it's been dead for a long time. Because I don't really see how you can make money by renting games since you you'd have to rent it like how many times to even break even and most of the times like the games come back and it's damaged and whatnot but back then we had a like many places where you can rent a nes cartridge and i remember we used to do that often and those were the days man because that that was your weekend yeah exactly you're, you're skipping all over the place but that was yeah, gonna that's be me, man. <laughs> like I, my memory is like 
Oh, There's that's no okay. Chrono- chronological order for me. <laughs> it's perfectly fine because I was going to ask you if you had uh, any any memories from renting that you wanted to share, but that's good. You just did that. <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, what about Castlevania or Metroid or any of those other classic games that you haven't mentioned now that got their start on uh, on the NES? Did you experience those? prior to experiencing like their sequels on the SNES or whatever or did you actually get a chance to play them uh, maybe not when they were new but they were new for you uh, I never got a chance no as a kid to play the Castlevania NES games or Metroid oh uh, that's sad like I found out about Castlevania with uh, Circle of the Moon when that came out I, I got I got into Castlevania and I played those games actually on ROMs and stuff like that because I did not have them and Metroid, oh. the same thing. But Metroid on the NES, even today, I I, I just can't play it. I don't know yeah. why. It, it, no, it no. just looks every every hallway looks the same. So I don't find it exciting enough. Metroid for me was more like uh, Super Metroid and and uh, the GBA Metroid games, Metroid Prime, and even those like I played out of order. <laughs> Well, that's that's okay. I will give you uh, Metroid is the one series where like I give everybody like a pass because it's one of those games where uh, I wish they would do like Sega Ages did with uh, Fantasy Star. I would love it if they put in a map because without a map, it's just so hard to play. I think uh, they one- did something uh, recently with the on the NES uh, app on the Switch with Metroid. I think they released a special version of they it. They right? did, yeah, they did. But it's basically just you with a bunch of uh, power ups at, okay. at Ridley, and <laughs> so it's like whoop de doo. Uh, I don't understand that like at all. But may whatever. Uh, you mentioned you played Dragon Warrior. Did you get that as part of the Nintendo Power promotion? I, I think I think we did. I my mom doesn't remember, but I. I remember her going to a shop and picking that game up, and I believe it was for the Nintendo Power thing. Uh, that would have come by mail or something, right? I don't know, but I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I assume we did because I, I asked her about it, and she said she picked it up because I wanted the game, which doesn't really make sense because at that age I would not have known this, and I would have never played this. So I don't know. My mom's memory is, is is like me. She doesn't really remember much, but still, like uh, Dragon Warrior, like I've said before, as a as a child, terrified me because of the music <laughs> and like I could not go anywhere without dying. I love but it. I remember my mom playing it with her with our neighbor, and yeah, I was basically watching them from the stairs upstairs with just a bit of my eye watching because I was afraid. Still, and I'm still afraid to this day of video games. So yes, exactly. So this is going to be a recurring theme uh, throughout this, especially when we get into the like PlayStation era and stuff like that. There's one game in particular that this guy still has not completed, which is insane. But uh, but I digress. So uh, speaking of Nintendo Power, did you? I mean, you're you're younger than I am, so. I'm just curious, how how much did magazines uh, have have like a role in your video game sort of experience as a child, or maybe not even as a child? You could jump on ahead if you'd like, but like, when did you become cognizant of the fact that Nintendo Power was a thing? And like, did you ever join Nintendo Power? Did you 
did you were you into any other magazines at the time because that was pretty much the only way to find out about game news back then so i'm just curious if if you were just oblivious or did you actually purchase any of these things yeah my from the very beginning of nintendo power my mom had a membership for me I remember this because okay. I had the original Nintendo Power and we had pretty much every Nintendo Power out there. And for some stupid reason, when I was a teen, I threw them all away. But I don't understand why, but when I was young, I couldn't care less about Nintendo Power. And later okay. on, later on, when I was like in my, in 7th, 8th grade in my high school, when I, when I would get a new issue of Nintendo Power or Electronic Gaming Magazine, it was almost even sometimes more fun to me than a new video game. I would go through those issues back to back multiple times and I would adore those. But I don't know why when I was a kid, uh, I wasn't into them. But I had a funny story with that and I already told it before. But those Nintendo Powers were basically mini strategy guides back in the day. And they... If a game was released, they had the strategy guide in it. They covered it. It was amazing. So I was playing Final Fantasy Adventure, and I've told you that uh, many times. And I was stuck uh, at a place where you need to go through two palm trees in a figure eight. And the, the clue for that was not exactly super precise in the game. So I was playing through the game. I was having a blast, and I was stuck for hours, hours. And then I decided to go uh, downstairs in the basement. There was basically a, a compartment where I would open it and there would be like hundreds of Nintendo Powers almost. Not as much as that, but really a ton. And I I went to them all until I found uh, one that covered Final Fantasy Adventure. I went through that and I got the answer to me for the game. So I was able to continue the game and beat it. So that was amazing. Just to tell you guys, back when there was no internet and just... You could go to a Nintendo Power and they, sometimes they would cover like 75% of the game in a few pages. So you would get everything you needed there. That was amazing. I still I still can't believe they did that. And yeah, it's just I don't know why I was not into them. But I know we had pretty much all of them at some point until I threw them all away. Well, you want to cry, man? I just went on eBay. I almost had a heart attack. It's like $200 for the first issue. Yeah. No, I know. That was a stupid move. But like when I was a kid, like basically all my uh, Game Boy boxes are destroyed because as a kid, instead of – because the games games came with cases. Until the Game Boy Color came out, then there was no longer cases with the games. You had to buy them separately. But instead of carrying uh, all my games in the cases, I would carry them all in the boxes for some reason with me, which mm. made no sense. So all my boxes would get destroyed. As a kid, I would I was not necessarily taking very good care of uh, of my stuff for some reason. But well, that's I th- I think that's a good segue. It's okay, man. Like I've done all kinds of stuff like that myself, where I got rid of different magazines and stuff, and now I I think back and I'm like, oh man, that would have been. Like, that would have been epic, but alas, no. I'll never forget in issue 50, that was the Link's Awakening issue. This is how I know. 
uh, Nintendo Power had a deal for $50, you could get all 50 issues. Something like that. Like, it was something ridiculously low like that. Now look today, it's, uh, yeah. it, it's amazing. But a perfect segue to the Game Boy. You mentioned the Game Boy. Now you've told everybody for years and years and years how your whole life has revolved around portable systems and stuff. So I'm very curious if you recall when you got the Game Boy and what was your first Game Boy that you got and what was your first memory associated first game that kind of stuff <laughs> uh, funny story the Game Boy is not the first portable I ever had I got my Game Boy in 1998 so that's almost 10 years after it came out I yep. did not know much about the uh, the Game Boy actually uh, I'm going to start I'm going to start talking about the Game Gear first because that's for some reason the first portable system I ever owned my Uncle and uh, aunt, which were my uh, sister's godfather and godmother, I believe the name is. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. bought both of us a Game Gear from Canadian Tire, believe it or not. Wow, they uh, must have been rich. Point. And, but believe this, one of the Game Gear never never worked. So we only had one, basically, because the other one didn't work out of the box, which <laughs> tells you a lot about the Game Gear. Still to this day, I <laughs> hate that system. I hate it now. Back then, I did not, though. The thing about the Game Gear is it's not portable. It isn't. It's a, we had, we were lucky enough because we had the AC adapter. That's the only way to play the Game Gear. It's, if it's plugged in the wall. Because if you don't plug it, I remember, uh, both my grandpa, my grandpa and my uncle were truckers. So they would, bring me on trips often when I was a kid. And once I decided to bring my game gear on the trip and I had like 24 batteries and I basically played my game gear for like five minutes. That thing would eat <laughs> your batteries unless you bought like super expensive batteries built by NASA. You could not play that thing on the go. At least mine never worked on the go. The only way to play it was if you were plugged in the wall. And I did a lot of that. I had some Sonic games. I had Ninja Gaiden on it, which I could never get very far. The the game I played the most strangely on my Game Gear was MLB. I played that game like probably for like 30 hours. I loved that game. I would make seasons and it was a very, very good game. I also had Blackjack and stuff like that. I had one of those games called Dragon... I don't, I should, I should remember this, but it was a very fun little RPG type game. I don't remember the name, Dragon Soul, Dragon something. But that was fun, so, but yeah, like today, like, I can't believe, like, when you talked, when you did your video a few, a year ago or two ago, and you mentioned the six essential portable system, I, I really, really gave you some slack for that, because I was like, man, the Game Gear sucks. I don't care, it's terrible. Like, if you have good games on it, but you can't play them, I don't, I don't give a crap. It, it, it's not worth it. Like, I, unless mine was, ter like I said, we bought, we got two and only one worked and the other one, like, you needed the AC adapter. I mean, I'm glad we, we had that, but looking back today, I'm like, man, what a horrible system. Why so, the hell didn't you return the, the system that didn't work? Yeah, they, they probably did. My, it, my parents return everything, uh, even if they buy milk today and it's not, they'll return it. So I'm sure they did. They just never got another one back. They, they probably just got their money back because they probably okay. did not have anyone on stock. But yeah, they, they, they did return it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think we got it. I think what they did is they, 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 they came with 
they brought extra games actually I think that's what happened they oh, okay. basically returned the game gear and they said we'll give you credit and they bought like a bunch of games game gear games probably what happened but then in nine, 19 whatever 98 because I had never re- I, I don't think I've ever played much with the old fat Game Boy I think I played one or two times with it I don't remember who had one but that's about it but the story is in 1998 I started seeing those ads for Pokemon and it was basically 150 something. It, it, it said the 150 in the commercial. So I thought this was one of those because I, I, I don't know if you remember that. You probably do. But back when I was a kid, there was a lot of people who had multi cards. Like yeah. NES cartridge was like 150 games, 200 games, 500 games on them. I always thought those were amazing, and I did not know at the time that those were pirated. I, I thought those were official stuff. I was like, man, that's a really sweet deal. <laughs> I, I wish I would buy that. But most most of those games were, like, there wasn't really 150 games. There was maybe, like, 30 or 40 on the card. But still, it was really fun to play those. So when I saw the Pokemon thing, I thought that that was a game that had 150 games in one card. So I asked my mom to buy me uh, buy me that, and... She was on a skating. My sister was a skater. She was on a skating competition, I think in Sudbury or something. So I asked her if she could get me that, and she did. She brought it home, and when she brought it home, she was expecting to give me that for Christmas, but I was having none of that, and I got it that night. I got a brand-new Game Boy Pocket. I got Pokemon Blue, and the rest is history. I to say I destroyed that game is an understatement. Like From that point on... I became like a Pokemon guy and a portable gamer. I just adored the experience of lying in your bed and basically feeling like the world of that's inside a game is right in front of your eyes. And I thought, even though the graphics were terrible, that to me always, even today, portable gaming, like it puts me in the world like nothing else does. So I played the heck out of uh, Pokemon Blue. Later on, I would... One of the one of my friends had Link's uh, Awakening, Link's Awakening, and I was just amazed that that was on a Game Boy, and I loved that. And a year later, I would buy the Game Boy Color myself, and buy Link's Awakening DX, and then of course there was Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Red. I played, I played the Gold and Silver, Crystal, even the pinball games like trading card game. Uh, and to this day, like if you look at my Game Boy collection, I, the Game Boy original and Game Boy Color, I only have like twelve or fifteen games for it. But all those games were played tremendously and had a blast doing that. Okay, so before because like it's hard to keep up with you uh, with the jumping around <laughs> thing. So um, let's go back. Let's go back during during the NES time, and it's pretty much the end of the NES. Um, did you play or experience anything else, or to you there was only the NES? Uh, yeah, there was pretty much only the NES. My cousin had a Genesis, uh, which I played from time to time at his place. Uh, as a kid, it was always fun to play video games, so whatever whatever it was, like uh, you had fun, but never really, really played anything else besides the NES. No. Okay. Did not, so did not know about the master system. Never knew that existed. Didn't even know about the Atari and all that stuff. I remember at one point I saw some. They were probably Coleco cartridges or something. I know it was a Mickey Mouse thing, and I was like, "What? 
I was asking my mom what those are because I, I wanted to play those. I thought those were, <laughs> those would probably be awesome games, but I never, she, she told me something, but I don't know if she knew and nobody had a system for it. So I never actually physically played, uh, Atari or Coleco or any of those old systems. Uh, never okay. actually played them. Okay, so to this day. moving <laughs> to this day. Okay, good. I'll I'll buy yes, you one. Still. I'll send you one. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't no, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, you'd love it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'll, I'd play them for at least five seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something like that. Okay, so what was your introduction then to the next gen? You just mentioned the Genesis, but you don't seem like you were super thrilled or it was, it didn't really have much of an impact. When, when did the next sort of, you know, console generation come into play for you? How, and how did that, what did that look like? So basically, at Christmas again, at one point, I don't remember, I remember we were at my grandparents again, and me and my sister, we unboxed the SNES with Super Mario World in it. And that was pretty much my introduction to the SNES, and it was just like, Super Mario World to this day is still one of the best games ever made. It's just incredible, just from a value point, how much content there is in that game, how well designed it is. And just for us, the, it was like Mario 3 in, introduced like the ability to fly and whatnot. But in this one, you had Yoshi, which introduced a whole new uh, gameplay aspect to the game. And then you also had all those secret levels. And like as a kid, the game was pretty hard. So it was, yeah, just amazing to play Super Mario World. And I remember us with the SNES pretty much only having Mario World <laughs> for like a year or something. Like that's all we played. And yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much my next memory of uh, SNES. And when we'll talk a bit later about PlayStation and N64 and all those stuff, I actually remember a bit more because I yeah. was like, older then. But the SNES, like... Yeah. yeah, okay. I thought you were going to ask uh, ask something. Well, I, I've got lots of questions for you, but I wanted to make sure you finish your uh, Yeah, your yeah no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, um, I'm just trying to get like a time frame here because you said it was a Christmas, but do you have any idea? Like the the SNES came out in 1991, so obviously yeah. it was either that Christmas or or after. No, it wasn't that Christmas because in 1991 my sister would have been at Christmas. She would have been three, so yeah, she was a bit older than that. It's probably more around 1993 we got the SNES. Okay. What did your what did your your situation look like? Because like for the NES, you had quite a few games in the end. It's funny because like you know the way we're talking, like oh you know yeah I had like six games, so it wasn't that much. But back then, people forget that games were hell of expensive. I still have my Super Mario, and I say this all the time, my Super Mario Three uh, box from Zellers with a price tag of ninety nine ninety nine on it, and that's why I always laugh when people bitch about the uh, price of. Uh, of video games. So you had a good set. Seriously, you had a good collection there. What about the the SNES though? Like did the SNES have a, a big impact on you or were you still at this point in your life where you're like, nah, I don't really care so much? Uh because as we said, like when I did mine, it was a it had a huge impact to me because I thought it was like such a revolution. So I'm just curious, like a couple of things. So did it have an impact on you? Or were you still at that point where you didn't care? And what did your actual sort of collection, if you will, of SNES games, and I'm talking before the days of eBay and stuff like that, or did you really only have Mario and, like, that was it? 
No, well, for the beginning, yeah, we only had Mario. And, yeah, the games were uh, expensive back then. But my, like, most of my NES stuff, like, I have, I have, most of it is just cartridges that I would buy in garage sale for, like, a few bucks. Like, I, I did that a lot as a kid. And so did my mom. She would go to video stores and stuff and she would buy NES, even though she had no idea if the games were good or not. She would buy them if they were like on clearance and stuff. Even the cartridges that was a lot more common then than it is today. You could even SNES. I remember back in the late nineties, you could go to a CD store and whatnot, and there would be like some kind of shop around thing with just any SNES like cartridges and plastic things for like ten bucks and stuff like that. My mom would buy those all the time because she knew. We would play with them, even if the games were not very good. We didn't know, and we would play with them. So she did that a lot, and that's why uh, now, like I, I probably have around fifty or sixty NES games. But that's that's not much compared to like people who grew up a bit older and were collectors back then. But for me, that was pretty like I I can't complain about my childhood with that. And the a, a, a SNES, pretty much same thing happened. Like we got games way later. And like a links, uh, a links awakening. No, not links awakening. A link to the past. That game I, I never owned until like way later. My mom actually bought me uh, that game, the Player's Choice version of it. Like years, years later, after I had actually beaten it by uh, borrowing it from my neighbor, and just like every time I went back to school, I would. After school, I would plug the SNES in the the TV upstairs, play links. I link to the past until my father. If my dad was working on a night shift, I was fine. If not, I would play until he came back home, and then he would get a TV. So it was amazing. Like <laughs> that game, like I would just glue to the screen, and I'm su- I'm actually surprised because my mom had this rule that you you could only play like an hour or two a day of games, and then you had, you had to go play outside or finish your homework and whatnot. But for this game, for some reason. She let me play as much as I want. I think she she knew that game was special or something because I remember well, playing the heck out of that game. That game was special, all right, and that was something I was gonna say because you sort of you sort of did this with the NES. I wanted to know, like, what were your your defining moments for the uh, SNES outside of what you've already spoken about? So Mario, Zelda, what other ones like do you recall that really like had a big impact, or just games in general that you you remember just having a good time with? Yeah, I just want to mention though that uh, this is something you probably did too, but. It's not like today. Today, like when the new console comes out, usually people go to the new console and never come back. Back then, I remember when the SNES, when we got an SNES, we still had the NES hooked up and we played, we still played the NES as much as we played the SNES. It's just if we got a new game, we didn't matter. We didn't think about, oh man, mom, stop buying me NES game, buy me SNES. We didn't care. We just played whatever. So we played like pretty much all the systems we're still hooked up. But for the SNES, another game, like besides Link's Awakening and... Uh, where, why did I keep saying Link's Awakening? It's probably because of the, the direct... Remake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A Link to the Past and Mario World. Besides those two, another huge game, which I know it's not, it wasn't as huge for you, but for me, was Super Mario Kart. When that came out, again, we rented it for a birthday or something. And I remember it to this day because... I had done something bad that day or some, for some reason and I was like on a 
my punishment was that I could not play video games for the entire day. So I was there and I had, it was a birthday for my sister or someone. There was kids here and my mom had Red Dance Super Mario Kart and I could not play it for the entire day. That was like torture. I would see them <laughs> play that game and it was just like, oh my God. Like, because back then there was, that was a first kart racer, right? There was not, that was basically like, I know there was racing games before, but we, we had never seen a game like that. Like, at least for me. And it was just like, the next day I played the heck out of that game just because I had seen it, everybody play it and I could not touch it. And it was just, that's, that's a very, very successful punishment. Like, whatever I did that day, <laughs> I'm sure I did not do it again after that. I don't remember uh, yeah. what I did, but I'm sure, I'm sure it worked. That was a good strategy for, for her, but I should probably, even rented Mario Kart just to <laughs> just to put it in my face or whatever just to I probably did something bad and she said no more of that <laughs> and it worked but man Mario Kart amazing game like just having like 50 cc's those three difficulties per cups unlocking those characters and then un finally unlocking like Rainbow Road I remember when I did that and it was even this whole entire game in that game which was battle mode I remember playing battle mode after school at a friend's house four player we had a blast playing battle mode I don't like few people had the multi-tap for the SNES but he did and was just amazing playing that wow I'm enjoying this this is really good this uh, actually, is not was, was Super Mario Kart even four player maybe I'm telling bullshit here but anyway we were a lot of people playing Mario Kart at a friend's house but yeah Super Mario Kart huge super nes game for me as a kid you know there was one thing that we didn't talk about whatsoever and uh, i know for you it's going to be a really quick thing but we'll pause this for two seconds and what was your experience with arcades yeah uh, arcades <laughs> like the there wasn't really an arcade place in my town like sure you, you could play arcades a few arcades at I guess bars and stuff like that, but since you're a kid, you're not really going, uh, going there. I know close to school, uh, at the arena, cause the arena is right next to the school. There was this place for, uh, for children back then, uh, called La Limite, where you would go there and you could socialize with other kids, eat your lunch and play, play stuff. There was a pool table. There was like a foot. What's the, what's that game with the football? The foosball. Soccer? Foosball. And there were arcades there. There was a ton of arcades there. So I did play some arcades from time to time there, pinball machines and some uh, fighting games, a, a few shooters, stuff like that. But that's pretty much it. I know that when I went to the mall, uh, which was in another town an hour away, there was a place there where it was an arcade place. And I always had a blast there. But we did not go to that place often, maybe a few times a year or so. My memory of arcades, like like I've told this uh, a lot of times, that my first experience of Mario sixty four was at that arcade through a VR headset in Japanese, which is weird because I don't know if you've ever experienced that. When Mario sixty four came out, you probably played it before it came out here, right? You probably had the import or had yeah, experienced yeah. it before. Yeah. But for me, like the the guy who owned the arcade shop had it imported it but we were playing it through a vr headset for some reason i don't know why 
Cool. That's cool. All right. Well, there you go. That's it. It's over. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, let's see. Do you have any other things you want to mention about the uh, the SNES? You talked about a bit about your father with that one with that yeah, one. Yeah, um, we got this Super Scope, uh, which probably was a lot less util- utilized than the NES Zapper because yep. I had the SN- the Super Scope came with a a game that had like three or four games in it. I don't remember the name. Super 6, I think it was the name. Yeah, it came with it. Yeah, the Super yeah. Scope 6. Yeah, yeah, we played that game a bit, but it wasn't really fun. But then I had Yoshi's Safari, which was a co-op. Well, it wasn't... It could be played co-op. Like, one of the... One of you had the controller in your hand, and you could control your... your I don't know if... You could move left or right, whatever the case was, and the other one had a Super Scope. And I remember playing that game with my dad and beating it, and playing with my cousin and beating it. My cousin was, uh, like four or five years older than me would often babysit us and we, we beat and we beat that game with the with that so that's pretty much it for the super scope like that's the last time i ever played a, a video game with my dad i believe besides some silly guitar hero and connect stuff like way later in my life but yeah that, w- that was it and Besides that, I do remember playing Street Fighter 2 and WWF Royal Rumble on that and having a blast with those games. And <laughs> it just, it's just random memories here and there. But I, I say the big three for me for that system were Link's, A Link to the Past, Mario World, and Super Mario Kart. Those were, those were the big games. Also games like Gun Force. Have you ever played Gun Force? Yes, I have. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, and Super Turrican while I think about that. Man, Super Turrican is awesome. The problem with Super Turrican is it's way too difficult. But I remember playing it, like, a lot. And finally, almost getting to the end and then dying. And I don't know. I think you had a limit of continues and whatnot. And, but still, even a game like Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, which I... Again, it, that was a game my mom bought for, like, 5 or $10. Only the cart. It was a red cart. Yep. I got it. And man, that was awesome. And to this day, I, I, I was surprised one time I went to see the Metacritic of that game. And it, terrible. Apparently people <laughs> did not, but I, I was a kid and was like, man, this is awesome. But holy, it was difficult. Like I could never finish it. I, and I played and played and played and played and played until like I would almost get, I think I got to the final boss once of Maximum Carnage and could not beat it and was frustrated. But man, what a great game. <laughs> you have not said a word about Super Metroid, so I'm gonna take it that you only got introduced to that later on. Yeah, I, I. Do you remember when I was in Hull? Uh, one one of these when I moved to Hull after uh, I was 18 or 19. So do the math. Eight, 1985 plus 18. That was 19. That was when I I, I was there. The first. Christmas I went back home and that was really good because that was the first time I went back home in a while and just before I left I had ordered Super Metroid on eBay for $20 just a cart and it I checked my mailbox just before I left and it was there in there and good thing I, I got it in time because like it was frozen it would have frozen in there but I went back home during the holiday season Plugged the SNES on like a 13-inch television that I had in my room <laughs> and played Super Metroid from beginning to end. And it took me a few nights, but it was amazing. Yeah, but I did not play that when I was a kid. 
Because that was one of the ones, man. That was one of those yeah. ones where no just clue like... No that that series existed. Basically, the only time I played it before Metroid Prime was... Or the Game Boy Advance, rather. Metroids was uh, Samus Returns on the Game Boy. One of my friends had it. I had played it for a while, but never really got into that one. Interesting. Okay, so, I mean, do you have any other closing comments for that era? Or we're going to move on? Yeah, yeah, we should move on because I'm just going to ramble on about various video games that I suddenly remember. That's okay. That's part of the fun of this. So my next my next sort of question, I guess, is sort of like what I said with the SNES. How did you know that the Nintendo 64 slash PlayStation were were a thing? Was this one of these things where by this point you had started to pay attention to magazines and stuff, or was it a complete surprise? Uh, the N64 and PlayStation was basically because of school. Like, people were talking, especially when Ocarina of Time, I remember people talking about that game so much in school, and it was really torture because I was like, man, I wish I could play that. It sounded awesome. But I could not, we did not have an N64 and a PlayStation until way later. I remember this, to this day, I, I basically used a guilt trip on my mother one Christmas. <laughs> nice. Because nice. she had bought a hamster that year for my sister. So <laughs> I said, since since my sister got what she wanted for Christmas, I was hoping I got two, <laughs> which is terrible. But as, as kids, sometimes you do those stuff. I remember that. So I said I wanted a Nintendo 64. And back then... She didn't know much. There was a difference between a PlayStation and Nintendo 64. So I asked for Nintendo and I got a PlayStation. <laughs> I got a PlayStation <laughs> for my birthday, I believe. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Got a PlayStation with a bunch of games. And I basically played the PlayStation for a year or two. Then I okay. Got, then I got a 64. But I remember, like I've said many times... And back then, I did not know what the problem was. I thought the PlayStation, I, I I compared games on the PlayStation. I thought they were not really games you played. They felt more like work to me. I don't know if, if that makes any sense. I never, and then I got a Nintendo 64, and pretty much like that generation of console, the PlayStation, the N64, and I don't know if the Saturn or Dreamcast, whatever you want to say, that's the worst console generation for me. I never, never could get into uh, into those games for some reason. I hear a happy dog. Yeah, yeah, the dog is dog is coming to see me. Yeah, no, he's the, like, uh, hola. <laughs> yeah, the N the N sixty four and PlayStation. Like, I had like by the time I sold my PlayStation, I had like thirty games for it. Most of most of which I didn't care for. I tried with many games. Remember back then, demos were a big thing. We had there was this game on a demo called Cool Borders, and we played the heck out of that demo. And that's why when you say like the Bloodstained demo and whatnot, I've played demos that were incredible. And then when I bought actually bought the Cool Borders game, like they were nothing like the demo. Those games sucked. I don't remember. I don't know what the heck was so disappointing with those games. But yeah, I played Final Fantasies, all the Final Fantasies except 8. I played them a lot. I played the Gran Turismo's a lot. I played some wrestling games. I played the Crash games. Spiral games we did have a lot of fun with. But never anything that... Even Metal Gear Solid, like Resident Evil. Those games felt like work to me back then. 
Don't know why. It didn't work. It's interesting. Honestly, I find this fascinating that uh, – and you, you feel felt the same – You're okay, let me breathe. <laughs> you felt the same way about the N64 also? Yeah. Or was I, that exclusive? I, I ne- never – even today, like I have no urge to play N64 games. Like the last time I played was a few years ago. I bought Resident Evil 2 for it and I had a blast with that one. There's a few ex- exem- exceptions like – Mario 64, I still to this day cannot play that game. I, I don't know why. Occur enough time, Majora's Mask, both games uh, I, I really liked. Uh, Excite Bike 64, another example of a game that really surprised me. Really liked that one. Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, but Mario Party, like there, there's not much in that system. Even Mario Kart 64 never cared for it. Super Smash Brothers was a nice one, but. The sequels are so much better than that one. There was so much, uh, so few characters on that one. Like SNES, SNES, Mario, you N sixty four, and PlayStation one. Like never cared for this these systems. Don't know why. Felt like work to me. See, that's interesting. That I find that very, very interesting. And you'll like for anyone that's listening, you could see how passionate you were about the NES and the SNES. And you could see almost like a complete reversal. So during this time period, I was basically playing SNES and NES games when I, with those with, with those consoles hooked up because I just couldn't care for them. What about like portable at this point? So this would be now you're talking about like 1995 to 2000 2001. So in that time period, we would have had the Game Boy Color. And when did the advance come out? That was after, no? I think GameCube it was two thousand and one, but I'm not okay. sure. But yeah, so, like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, like I got, I don't know when I got my PlayStation. Probably nineteen ninety seven or ninety eight or ninety nine. Same with the sixty four. I got my sixty four pretty much. I got it when Star Wars Episode One Racer. I got the bundle with the Star Wars Episode One Racer. So if you can Google that, you'll know the exact year. I got my N64 because I got it pretty much when that game came out or a few oh, months let's after. Let's check. Let's check. And I remember dun, dun, dun. Star Wars Episode One Racer. I was really – I thought it was pretty cool. I felt like I was in a pod racer and stuff like that. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool. But like I said, like uh, never got into the N64 and PlayStation 1 for some it- reason. Okay, so you would have gotten it around 1999. That's okay. late. That's yep, pretty yep. late. That's when I got my N64. I got it with that game because there was a bundle. And I remember when I saw that, I thought that, w- that was cool because the NES and the SNES came with a game. So I told my mom, if you buy me the N64 now, it actually comes with a game. So you don't have to buy me a game. So that's how I got it. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I it, I'm sorry. I'm taken back by this. This is. Uh, I mean, I've known this, right? Obviously, because I've know you. But it's interesting to see the the difference. Okay, so we're at 55 minutes now. So, do you, would you like to stop this and we do part two? Uh, sure. It's up to you. Because right? basically, well, part because two, basically, part two we, will not be long. But yeah. Really? Because part two would be the GameCube, PlayStation 2, Dreamcast. It would be all your eBay days. I've got tons of questions about that, about when you first experienced some of these games and stuff, uh, the insider message boards, all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, you're actually right. Part two would probably be, probably, I would actually remember stuff for those. Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> It'll be a Christmas miracle. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We can save that for part two. All right. So I hope everyone enjoyed this. I really had a good time with this. I barely said much, and that's rare. I'm, I'm proud of you. You did a very good job. It's, it's rare I say that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. This is, it's been really interesting. You should go back and um, check out the one that Stephen did with me. Uh, just to compare and contrast, it really shows the difference. I think in the geographical region of where you are, also um, your access to a lot of these different things. And then, of course, you, we all live different lives. So anyways, I, I really enjoyed this. This was really fun. So I hope you all enjoyed too. And uh, as always, we will catch you in uh, two weeks. Take care, everyone, and be sure to... Uh, actually, no, I can't say be sure to enjoy that Pokemon thing. Okay, you've already seen it. <laughs> all right, take care, everybody.